Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. My sort of weird book sexual awakening would probably have been the, the Fifty Shades of Grey ones, which is a bit shit and sad. <gasps> Never read like, them. Didn't you? I stole them. I hope my mum doesn't mind me outing that they were in our bookshelf at home and I stole them <laughs> when I was probably about 15 as well. Um, and I think, but I think I just remember being like, <gasps> for the whole time. <laughs> Very graphic as well. Very graphic. Honestly, Hall, you speak to any woman who's 49-ish and say the name Ralph. And, and they'll and just watch them laugh. <gasps> <gasps> yeah. I'm going to do it to my mum next time I go home. Yeah. Ralph! I'm never going to be able to look Ralph in the eye again. Any love mounds or no? No, mounds? it was like, forget love mounds. It was like anal. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 135 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. This episode is all about recovery. I ask Holly what she's been doing to recover from the Paris half, and without consulting a single Google search, it sounds like Holly is doing all the best things. She's doing exercise for the fun of it, rather than for a goal, and she's also been eating and drinking for pleasure and whenever she damn well wants. The trick here, however, is to view your recovery as something that's just as important as your last few weeks' training, because it's your rest and recovery that will repair your body and bring you back even stronger for the next goal in your running career. We also talk about introverts and extroverts, nausea on a run, breathing exercises that actually work, and smutty books we love. This episode is sponsored by Yo Valley. We can all make better choices for our gut health, like adding some Yo Valley organic kefir to our diet. Packed with billions of live bacteria from 14 distinctive strains for maximum gut flora diversity, the Yo Valley Organic Kefir is naturally high in protein and a great source of calcium and phosphorus for energy and bones. You can have it in spoonable yogurt form in 350 gram pots or four packs, or even as a refreshing post-run yogurt drink. Yo Valley Organic Kefir. Yo got this. 
you can find the new Yo Valley organic kefir drinks in Sainsbury's, Waitrose and Ocado. So, um, so tell me about other ways in which you've recovered since since the half marathon. We came back Monday, like you said. We, yeah. um, you know, straight back into work. It was a tough day Monday. It was. And um, I think there was some social recovering to do a bit, wasn't there as well? We had the best yeah. time with all these people. And I think it took, a, I think that's why I did my random small weep on a Tuesday because Monday I was still mm. flying high. I didn't have yeah. that kind of like, drop in energy because I just had loved spending the time with everybody genuinely 24 yeah. 7 it was amazing um but I think my my little social battery did a little <gasps> on yeah. Tuesday morning because I hadn't really been thinking about it because I've been having the best time yeah um, yeah but other than that in terms of like body recovery um despite yeah. my filthy sounding weekend I have genuinely been quite good this week um I um in terms of fitness I completely chilled until also the doms from hell like I did have big broomstick legs I had big broomstick legs till like Tuesday or Wednesday it was probably Tuesday was my last day of broomstick legs um so on um I think it was Wednesday or Thursday I did a hit class that was my first thing that I've done since the half and that yeah. felt really good. It felt, I tell you what, it felt really good to do it and just be like, oh, I'm just doing this for me. I'm not doing this as part of a package a towards training. Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, it it's amazing. So nice. yeah. That was so nice. That was so nice. Sorry, I will say that with a pinch of salt because I know you've still got a, a few more weeks of having to feel like you're training towards something. But it no, was but I, very yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I absolutely bet. I can't wait for that. Yeah, lovely. I really loved it. It was, I can't remember what I did it to. Oh, I did it to, so shout out once again to MK Fitness, my woman who I do the hit classes with on YouTube. Uh, someone yeah. was actually uh, Instagrammed me about it the other day to say who was, what was her name again. Um, yeah. So highly recommend it to all pod squadders. I did a Rihanna Super Bowl halftime show. Um, <laughs> class. So it was dances inspired by her recent Super Bowl halftime show. And I felt like I had a crowd of, 40,000 people or whatever watching me oh and it was amazing the best ever I loved it so much I really got into it That's so that cool. was so That's much cool. fun I loved it and I felt like my body was feeling strong and good um mm-hmm. I've been drinking loads of water this week as well because mm-hmm. I I've just been I think more than anything I don't think it was like I needed it after the weekend or anything I think the weekend got me back into a really good habit because yeah. we drunk a lot of water over the course of we did. yeah, yeah. yeah so the day before the marathon we were really conscious too and then the day of the half we we also drunk lots of water way more than I usually yeah. would during a race as well because there were so many hydration stations mm. which yeah, was ideal good. there were four and then you got a bottle of water at the end so yeah. I drunk so much water um, and it's just really got me into a nice habit and reminded me lame but I love water yeah. <laughs> Holly loves water. Love, you heard it here first. New hot thing on the block: water, or as we like to call it in our town, bath water. Often, bath which is quite water. gross. I often see mm. that on menus around. I don't know if you see the same. That it's like, oh, don't. Yeah, don't, yeah. It's a company, wrong, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, wrong, wrong yeah. way to phrase that. Yes, it is yeah. a company. Bath water. Anyway, still a sparkling anyway. bath water for madam. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> not nice. Not nice. Not nice. I tell you, yeah, that is it is good. I wonder. I wonder how much mm. that led to. I know. I know that your strategy going into Paris was different from your strategy going into Bath. Um, Completely the Bath half. Um, but I do wonder because you don't run with water. I no. wonder because of the lack I wonder I wonder how much that had an impact I'm sure it had quite a huge impact actually on how you felt after the races where with Bath there wasn't enough hydration stations were there and it was actually no. warmer than we had anticipated yeah warmer than it was, was in Paris much warmer than it was in Paris yeah. and in Paris it was much cooler but you were drinking more so I think that probably had a, a, like a really nice beneficial effect on your recovery Massively. afterwards. And also I ate, I did my two Haribo every five kilometers, mm. which I genuinely, I, I, I really swear by now it was great. So I think <laughs> I might have to become a, a hydration vest biatch. Do it. You know, I've been trying yeah. to persuade you to do I that. I know for like you have. Years. It's only because <clears throat> I got scarred by, not, not physically, but I did mm. get, um, I got really put off. Um, I have to be careful with my words there because I did get chafed, but it didn't scar. Um, I did um, wear one once and I just got so chafed. It was because I wore it with a t-shirt. I got so chafed on that, on that soft bit of your kind of inner arm. It was so painful. So it really put me off and I haven't worn Mm. it since. And I know it would probably be absolutely fine with a base layer on or, but it just did that thing of being like, no cursed item, you know, when yeah. you're like, I can't run in that ever again because it's it's bad, bad juju now. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of how yeah. it makes me feel when I look at it. Oh, yeah, it give, it, give it practice run. with a, mm. yeah, practice it with a longer sleeve, definitely. I, yeah. yeah or, or even just like putting a bit of Vaseline yeah. in your arm or something. Or I could treat myself like, I don't think it was necessarily just a problem with the, I think it was also the fact that I was wearing short sleeves and stuff too, but I think mm. there are better hydration vests. Mm. I think it was very much like yeah. I bought it myself. It wasn't one that I was kindly gifted. It was one that I bought myself um, ages ago and I wasn't particularly invested in my running at that point. I just thought, oh, this is the thing. Yeah. It was in fact, this is the thing Esther Newman has told me to do. So <laughs> I was like, I, I'll get bottom <clears throat> of the range. Like I think it probably cost about nine quid or something. And yeah. um so I don't think it's the most brilliant. It's got a lot of shit on it, if you know what I mean. That yeah, means you, it's you might just not need bound to, to chafe. Yeah, and you, you may mm. not need one that's quite so complex. You, no, I, mean, I don't think I do. Yourself. I just need like yeah. a, I just need a pouch. I just need a sort of camelback yeah. thing because that's the other thing. I have very kindly been gifted a backpack from Decathlon. Mm. It's a trail one. Um, yeah. but that's the that's the opposite. It's like that's the kind of thing that you would take um for great. It's, it's like fifteen liters or something mental. But yeah, that's yeah. the kind of thing that you would take for like, you know, a long trail run or maybe yeah. even like an overnight thing or something. So um it's and it's it's got a crazy bladder, huge, huge bladder, and it's it would be way too yeah. heavy to carry around just for like a even for like a ten mile run or something, it'd be way too heavy to make that worth it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, it's it's really weird, isn't it? Because when I've spoken to people, there there are some people I've spoken to, particularly when they're training for like longer races, and they absolutely refuse to wear any kind of hydration vest. Um, and they they just kind of they either carry something in their hands or they wear a belt. Mm. But I know belts belts are really hard because they're either put well, it's just like any item, aren't they? I mean, mm. you just have to kind of shop around because they can be so imperfect so often. You know, riding up, you know, oh yeah. 
but when I when we were doing um, Paris Half, I did notice quite a few people wearing belts rather than yeah. I, I used to wear a belt. Yeah, yeah, I used I used to be a belt a belt wearer. Um, it was. Um, I mean, yeah, it still was definitely one that rode up. I used to have to wear it around my waist, like a sort of lovely, um, yeah, right up of, here, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, it was, yeah, it was, it was fine. Everything fit in it. Mm-hmm. I think it flapped about a little bit. I think again, it was one that wasn't like an expensive thing. It was, it, it was quite a cheap thing that just fit your phone yeah. and your keys, and it, the the pouch was a little bit flappy. But yeah, I don't remember it being, uh, apart from having to wear it like sort of Simon Cowell's trousers right underneath my tits. Yeah. Otherwise Ooh. it would, it would be really annoying. Um, that is unpleasant. Which didn't look the, ones... the most cool. So I think that's why I ditched it in the end, but. I've, se- I've I, seen I'm a pocket gal. I just put everything in my you pocket. Are a pocket. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if you've got leggings <clears throat> or shorts that can that can do that, then I think that's absolutely fine. Mm. But like the ones I've seen, the belts I've seen that look, that look as though they're good, um, tend to look a bit like the top of a really good pair of leggings. So instead yeah. of being like a weird lo- loads of zips and things, everything that's it's that really kind of snug fit kind of fabric, and then you can fit in. Um, Usually, like a soft flask bottle, so five hundred mil, which I think for yes. you would be perfect because that would be great. You then I just supplement the best. I can just have a sort of udder that I can whip out and <laughs> suckle on. Holly's udder, yes, exactly. Yeah, my lovely stop, udder. Stop giving me these horrible visual images. Today. I don't know why I'm doing this today. I'm in a really weird <laughs> mood. <laughs> I'm, I woke look, up I, and I chose I, violence I, with my George. language on the podcast today. <laughs> putting your finger on diarrhea and, yeah oh um, dear yeah <laughs> um but i tell you i did i did because of all this i did want to talk about recovery because yeah i know we've talked about it before but it was um i was just i was thinking about you i was thinking about and i've not asked you about like i don't know if you've done any running since have you no i haven't done any since? running i'm afraid i haven't done any running well, well, I think that's running interesting. Podcast. <laughs> no running. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I haven't been not tempted. I nearly uh, was chatting with Lex about were we going to do this? Because um, my little resolution to myself, can't remember whether I've said it on the pod or whether I just said this to you, is to mm. do um, the Bath Fit Fam. So they're a group that um, yeah. meet in uh, on Sunday mornings in our local park. Because our park run, as we've bitched about many a time on the pod, is not in a very convenient place for where either of us live. It's a little bit mm. towards the other end of town and we'd have already done a park run by the time we got there kind of thing. Um, so they do a 5k just Sunday morning thing. And from the pictures that um, I've seen on social media and, and stuff... It's very much like there are lots of people pushing prams. There are so I feel like yeah. it would be a very low stakes, lovely, friendly. Like not that you can't be bloody speedy pushing a pram, as we well know, but you know it seems yeah. like it's like it's gentle. Um, just people wanting a bit of community and a bit of exercise. Uh, and I've yeah. seen them meet in the the same park um, on other occasions, doing other things like they do a box a boxing looking thing. Oh, the do park they? There with where they punch each other with. Um, sort of cushions um, oh, I love a box yeah nice. I was quite jealous of that and like, it just looks mm. like a nice group like it's definitely you know it's it's quite sporty people but it's also lots of people who look like me a bit more and look like it would it would be a nice welcoming thing so yeah. Lex and I were thinking about doing it on Saturday, on Sunday morning until mm-hmm. 
I was in moles and I was like, nah, it's not going to happen this week. Um, <laughs> but next weekend, I, I, I'm going to, um, I'm definitely going to go and do that. Like that's going to be, that's going to be on my list. I might run this Ooh. week, but I'm yeah. just genuinely going to sort of exercise to feel at the moment because I was really missing doing some of the bits that I really enjoy, like yoga and hit stuff. Because yeah. when I wasn't feeling a hundred percent in Feb, anything I did, any form of exercise I did, I felt like needed to be running because I needed the practice. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. now I'm quite enjoying catching up with some of those bits, which is why I love doing my hit class the other day. I also, um, none of this, by the way, is, is replacing any running, but um, it's just all getting me getting a bit overexcited about different forms of exercise that um, yeah. there's a gym that's just opened up like 10 minutes downhill from our house basically yeah, uh, yeah. the pure gym that's on the oh um, yeah I'm, I'm aware brand of its new, work yeah, brand yeah. new looking yeah. very lovely yeah aware of its work um yeah. and um I've been really tempted to see if I could start going to some classes again because I do really like that accountability it's a bit like going to the the 5k run club on a Sunday morning thing it's like yeah. I enjoy the accountability and I've been enjoying that with my choir too like other people <gasps> are expecting you to be there and show up a little bit and even if they don't know who you are it's just you still feel like oh I, I I'll yeah. be letting other people down and then you don't want to stop trying halfway through or give up or leave halfway through because you think these people can do it I can keep going um yeah, so yeah. I think um maybe maybe this is all sort of sparking off from our lovely weekend last weekend that I just really really for me was a big home truth about community um, yeah. and how much that's important to me in sport so um I'm I'm definitely gonna try and do a bit more of that basically and that's good yeah I think Lex has also thrown two tunnels into the conversation I think oh how I think, a, I think yeah, a relish yeah. a relish running is going to be potentially the next thing on the cards quite soon yeah oh that mm. well, that would be lovely that's a, it is a joyful experience although this yeah. weekend um my friend Laura did uh, the relish running she did the hilly half so you can do a, um, a, a 5k or a 10k or a half which is just you can do a half marathon with them which is just completely flat or you can choose to do the hilly half and she was absolutely covered in mud and she oh. fell over twice so it oh, just bless it, her. I know I know but yeah I mean okay, generally that, speaking I shan't be doing anytime I'm soon not, I'm, I would not do that no no I'm, I'm a complete wuss I'm a I did, right, so I did I did want to talk about running and I did want to talk about recovery mm. yes um, I want to hear well that's all my sort of recovery I suppose is I yeah. uh, is is just I feel like I've had that bit that feels like end of term where it's yeah. like I've done my big race and so I've been naturally resting because I've not been running multiple times a week anymore um mm-hmm. for this last week I've been going gentle and the most I've done is my hit class. And apart from that, I've just been eating all the food that I just discussed. Uh, though that probably lesson learned is is not quite the the way to recover. <laughs> I'm more interested in, unless I'm unless there's other things that I should have been doing that you want to tell me about, I'm interested in your recovery because that must have been a bit of a different story because you haven't got that quite sort of end of term feeling, I guess. You must have had to have been a bit more strategic about your recovery because you've actually got to worry about what comes next whereas I just have yeah. to worry about seeing out the week <laughs> well well it's got it, it, weirdly I kind of I want to speak about 
talk about both of those things because okay. um, because I realized that after London Marathon last time, I didn't recover well. And the reason why I didn't recover well was because two weeks after London Marathon, we had Bath Half. Yeah. So I was conscious when I finished London Marathon, I was conscious that I wanted to start running again very soon afterwards. So I think I went running three or four days after. Mm. It might have been three days afterwards. And um, it was... I rem- I still remember how painful the running was and how much I thought I'd completely buggered up my legs. Like I, it felt like I'd um, pulled a calf muscle. It felt like some- I'd done something to my foot. It was really unpleasant. And then, but then when I ran again, like two two days after that, it it had kind of leveled off and it was sort of yeah. fine, sort of thing. So it's quite interesting today. So before we started talking, I just thought I just want to have a look into recovery and mm-hmm. what you should be doing. Um, because there's like obviously there's lots of people offering so much advice so yeah oh please tell me because I feel like a a right mug now I was like my recovery has been so good because I've done a lot of sitting on the sofa Um, I've been very it's just been very restful and very uh, yeah lots of lots of recovery going on but I'm sure there are (laughs) things that we should be doing to sort of avoid going from zero to a hundred like that or a hundred to zero if you will 100 to zero well yeah. I think um to be honest I I don't think you've been doing anything wrong you know mm. I think I think um I think what I did after the marathon was wrong so what I should have done I think and I know I yeah. shouldn't use the word yet, but I think what I should have done last October mm. is not run for about a week and then done a yeah. couple of very very gentle ones and then done the bath half but instead, I felt as though I had to do like proper training runs. Um, mm. I could have really, really cocked things up. I think physically and you know, potentially, uh, yeah, 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 really could have done. So it's interesting to kind of to have a bit of a Google to sort of look at recovery post half marathon, um, which isn't that dissimilar to rec- recovery after a full mm-hmm. marathon. I think you just need to sort of double it. But um, but one thing that crops up quite a lot is because people are you know people kind of really get into it and 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 get addicted to the exercise of it and stuff and people one of the things that crops up the most is like when can I start running again after I've done a half or when can I start running again after I've done you know people are like desperate to get back into it and actually one thing that comes up a lot is if you've done a half or a full but if and if you're a beginner if you've not if you've not um not done this for either for a really long time or this is the first time you've ever done that that race then you could you could you could take off as many days from running as there were miles in your race really so if you've done 13 a 13 mile race then, take then you, 13 days you off. take 13 days off okay yeah is that doing any just, exercise at all that's just running no mm-hmm. that's just running so it kind of what I've been reading it was sort of suggesting that you know you might want to do some kind of quite chill sort of you know walking yoga stretch mobility blah 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 Mm -hmm. for the first kind of two three four five days or something then maybe start introducing some kind of cross training you've done exactly the yes I think that's kind of naturally what I've done actually because we we did have quite a busy obviously we couldn't just go from what I've probably done in previous years which is finish the half marathon and then just come home, conk out on the sofa for the rest of the day because we had quite a yeah. busy day after the half um, and then in Paris and then we had a lot of travelling which meant quite a lot of walking from sort of airport terminal to this and whatever. Also, yeah. there quite a lot of seizing up because of sitting on a plane for an hour and stuff like yes. that, um, yeah. which I think was why the doms were quite bad. But um, 
but yeah, it was, um, there was quite a lot of walking and then I don't know, just naturally for some reason, I did quite a lot of walking over the days to follow just like, well, just the usual stuff really, like walking to the shop yeah. and, but, yeah. um, but it felt like it was doing my legs good kind of thing. Um, that's good. And then yes, introduced some cross training on Thursday, slightly derailed and went, I, I went off the rails this weekend, didn't I? <laughs> you did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. embarrassed that I told everybody about the amount of, of breakfasts that I had. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I think like going forward for this week then. Yeah. Maybe it's perfect timing. Maybe if I go, because it will be two weeks. Maybe if I focus yeah. this week on um, reincorporating some of that cross training in. So I still haven't done any yoga yet. I've been really looking forward to doing that. So yeah. I might do some yoga over the next couple of days. Definitely a couple more hit classes with my lovely woman. And then if I have my first sort of thing that I want to do back as mm-hmm. the 5K in the park on Sunday morning, I think that seems like quite a nice recovery plan. I think that sounds perfect to me. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the other thing that comes up in recovery stuff is is food. And, yeah, I mean, um, I'd probably take less of the boxes on that front there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think you have. Uh, well, I mean, I think, you know, a shitload of dairy. I think it's the booze. dairy. It's the dairy and the booze more than anything else. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. And, and also that feeling of wanting to kind of be like, oh, I feel like this thing that I've been looking forward to having because we deserve food all the time, whatever it is. But Absolutely. having a little treat for me, it works quite nicely being food. Um, yeah. Because, um, like I don't know it's nice and it was my first weekend not sort of worrying about the half not having to do training not or whatever so I was like oh I'm really looking forward to just having lots of nice things booked in so it was social time going and getting food with friends and it was great fun however I would recommend I would I would be conscious of the (laughs) amount of eggs slash cheese slash yogurt (laughs) going on if you are going to have multiple brunches because (laughs) <laughs> yeah there's been hell to pay yeah it turns out yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah I think I think you've been doing I think you've been doing kind of 95% of the stuff right you know mm-hmm. and, and I think that what I was doing back in October was 95% of the stuff wrong and I don't in future I don't know I, I remember that... looking at you and going oh this is brilliant she's keeping it up because the other fear is losing it completely isn't it and that's happened to me in basically every race I've ever done where I've gone amazing I don't have to run again now ever in my life and then a couple of weeks (laughs) later I'm like why didn't I carry on I'm so sad now I feel like I'm it's not but it feels like it a little bit so I remember when you went straight Mm. from London to the bath half that I thought that's probably quite a good thing oh I don't know I don't in I think Mm. in future I don't think I, I will try very hard not to have yeah, that as a I diary, think, as a diary yeah. item, you know, and I think... Um, I think the fact that you but, said that you felt like you had to do the proper training, I think that was the difference. Because maybe if you yeah. had a race, but then a race gives you the, the stress, doesn't it? I think I think it probably would have been fine, like you said, to have done it a few weeks later if you'd have just done some super gentle, like basically another yeah. taper after this big, big stress that you put yeah. your body through. Yeah before doing exactly another that. one but yeah of course it's going to make you panic because if you've just done this crazy thing and then you're just doing some tapering it must feel like I am just losing 
all of my yes. fitness here exactly and I'm exactly. yeah I'm knackering my body yeah yeah so if, yeah I, so I don't I'm not sure I'd want to do that again but that said I know that I need to have dates in the diary in order to have that kind of just something something to kind of aim for I just don't want that many or, or or just that that sort of close close together so like you know as soon as I came back from the bath half within 24 hours I'd signed up to next year's or this year's bath half have you so, Lex was trying to oh, convince yeah. me to do it on Saturday as well after our mimosas yeah. we watched the so terrible terrible idea well or maybe a great idea but terrible idea we had a mimosa and then watched the race video from last year the race video what there's race like a, video there's like a video of the bath half on their website oh, the bath of, half. <gasps> yeah it's not I mean it great oh. because you've already signed up for it but for me who was promising myself that I wasn't going to put any more quite big scary dates in the calendar for the next little while I very nearly you want to do it oh my gosh yeah I very nearly similarly immediately signed up after doing Paris because Lex and I were just both weeping which may have been the yeah. mimosas but also it was <laughs> oh gosh we shouldn't have watched the video yeah. she she signed up I think <laughs> oh my god oh. yeah no I've, I've yeah I'm signed up I'm all done I'm all mm. yeah, looking forward to that one but I, yeah I so I think um but the nice thing is is like I've got London Marathon kind of the 22nd or 3rd of April I keep on forgetting when it is but around then and then it, it affords me time to recover in a nice way before the next kind of big thing and actually mm -hmm. I've got I've got London Marathon and then after that I don't have anything until September the 2nd um I think you should try and keep it that way if very possible with of course yeah, I will do. room for spontaneous like when you say oh, I'm gonna have a free weekend this weekend yeah and then it allows you the spontaneity of being able to go oh, actually I do quite fancy going and seeing a friend or going and doing I think you mm. need to have a sort of slight similar period and, and keep it sort of free in your mind and then if something comes up that you really want to do go for it but yeah. you haven't got the commitment pre-made to yourself so yes. that you and know think it's really coming from a place of actually wanting yeah. to do it rather than feeling obligated. Yes, absolutely. And mm. I because I, mean, I feel like, you know, after all the training for Paris and London, I feel like within a sort of a month or two after that, I'm gonna feel like I'm in a good position to to if I want to do like a half marathon or a 10k, I'm gonna feel okay without having to do acres and acres of training. Mm -hmm. I might I might pop something in there because that does feel like acres of space I mean that's yeah. May, June, July, August, September you know that's that's four months um but then the September race is a 45k so it's mm -hmm. quite a long a long one also um, yeah that's massive and if you think about um like um okay think about like bodybuilders or people who do you know those things bikini mm. competitions and stuff like that <laughs> they always have they always go on about oh it's my off season yes I'm sure that's probably four months I'm sure yeah I don't true. think Maybe that I, would so, be considered too long for an quote-unquote off season off in season. in yeah. within the sort of athletic community but yeah and I do I do and it doesn't mean an you'd go completely stop because you you love it we, that's why we all want to do it but it's it's yeah. um doing it just for what you want to do rather than what um yeah. you feel like you have to do to stick to a schedule but then you are more of a whatever the types are we're we're the different ones I think aren't we type A and B or whatever I'm a control freak what's that type 
I don't know. <laughs> and I'm uh, all over the fucking shop. What's that one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> type A and type Z. <laughs> I like to, I enjoy waking up and going, oh, I haven't got a plan today. What should I do? Whereas <gasps> I, I, yeah, oh, so I don't, I know yeah. <laughs> exactly. So maybe that's why it does make you feel more comfortable to have a mm. race to work towards because then you've got a training plan and a schedule. Whereas yes. I, I can feel quite trapped by that sometimes. And I really enjoy just being able to go, oh, I really fancy going and doing, yeah, this 5k in the park. I, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I'd have been on a training plan schedule because my long run for the yeah. weekend would have been, would have looked slightly different. So it's, um, it's different personalities and if you feel like that different works more for you but maybe you can write yeah. yourself a little training schedule but it's just for a sort of running base top up or like marathon base yeah. training or something like that yeah, yeah I was looking at a marathon base training plan the other day um just mm. similarly I was like maybe I should sort of like follow a vague a vague plan um because for me it's discipline a little bit although I enjoy having the freedom to sort of decide what I want to do each day I yeah. Sometimes, sometimes for long periods of time, I will decide to do nothing each day. So it is quite nice. To, <laughs> so yeah, maybe a marathon based training plan could be the one to kind of keep it ticking over, but not yeah, making you feel like a oh, big date, big scary date in the diary. Yes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that. I mean, you know, if, if you wake up in the morning and your kind of thing is, Ooh, let, I wonder what I'm doing today. I like not having something in the diary. I wake up thinking, where's my list? yeah you know I feel like I kind of I don't like the idea of 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 not having stuff in front of me that I can kind of tick off um so I don't know I might I might pop something maybe maybe, I mean because of reddish running being right in front of us and just down the road kind of thing I might and I'm sure that they've got because they usually have about four dates through the year doing the same race Mm -hmm. doing the kind of five ten half and I might pop in a ten although To be honest, I do find 10. 10's quite fast. 10's fast. 10's fast. And and I do feel like, because I went out for a drink on uh, Friday night and um, too much drink. And this is with my running friend, Laura. And um, I'm glad we both had busy. We were having busy, big, busy weekends. Yeah. It was great. It was really lovely. But, um, But we were kind of, I was debriefing Paris. And I was saying then, um, cause I, I did Paris quicker than was entirely comfortable for me, mm-hmm. which isn't, you know, super speedy, but it's super speedy for me. And, um, and I was just saying to her, I'm beginning to think, uh, and it sounds really kind of holier than thou in a way, but I, I don't mean it to be like that at all, but I'm beginning to think that I don't like the half marathon distance because I'm beginning to think it's too quick. And that I actually yeah. prefer marathon distance. So the following day after getting boozed up so we we got ourselves through a bottle of savvy b and mm. then we had a prosecco just to kind of you know cause. top it off yeah, yeah. nice perfect yeah um and then the following day i was doing a 16 mile run and um so i kind of mm. i was going to bed and i was already hung over by the time i got to bed <laughs> yeah and, that's the other that's the other uh, classic isn't it that was my downside of having a having a couple of drinks at lunchtime on Saturday. Good. I was like oh god yeah. So I woke up feeling, uh, you know, dehydrated. It was not. It was not perfect environment for running sixteen miles, but, and it was an uncomfortable run. It was an uncomfortable run, mm. um, and I wanted it to finish by about eight miles. I was like, yeah, I could. I just want to go home now. 
yeah I'd, I'd done a, I'd done a route where actually I could have within a mile been home at eight miles oh no that's so annoying oh, I was gonna really, say if you've really, run eight really. miles out then you could just go okay well then it's eight miles home and yeah. I'm on my way but it didn't I really really wanted to finish it I didn't I went and because I'm you know I was self-flagellating so it's fine so I know that I'm going to get the run done whatever Mm -hmm. but it was deeply uncomfortable probably mostly because of the booze um I was also I think I was in the wrong shoes as well anyway all of all of these things collided but despite all of that it was more comfortable than Paris really yeah because I ran slower I didn't have the pressure of people. I didn't mm. have to stand in a pen for an hour before going for a run. It wasn't as cold. It was, you know, all those things, not having the stress and the anxiety of running a race with 40,000 other people. And also because I'd set off thinking to myself, had a tiny little kind of devil on my shoulder saying, you know, in Paris saying, oh, if you just dip under 10 minute miles you might you might you know try and kind of get closer to the two hour mark and Mm -hmm. see what you can do and you know so I did push myself a bit in Paris even though I'd said in the lead up I'm not going to push myself and I totally bloody pushed myself I didn't realize I knew you'd done it quite speedily and maybe more speedily than you had thought but um I'm I'm sad now because I wonder if I was Doing slightly annoying main character energy after after the <laughs> half, and I hadn't said we hadn't really talked in a huge amount of detail about your race, but so you did find it quite tough in terms of pace. Yeah, I think I, mm. I also had I had that thing that made me then I was so um, I was thinking about so many other things, so my head was really focused on. I was focused on you. I was focused on the pods Aww. orders. I was also focused on uh, my brother coming to meet me at the end. Mm-hmm. So I had all these kind of little stresses and strains and things that I was yeah. I knew that I was kind of I was concerned about other bits and pieces uh, over and above my running, mm-hmm. which made me then feel so grateful for London Marathon when I'd said to Dave, "Don't come." Um, because I was yeah, uh, and I just thought if if I was running London Marathon and I was worried about the kids being snatched from Dave's hands by bad pirates or something. Oh yeah. That, that bad London pirates. Bad London pirates. You know the type. Yeah. Um, so I was I was I knew that so London Marathon, one of the reasons why it was a sort of comfortable day for me was because I wasn't worried about anyone else. Mm. And so Paris, on top of me thinking, oh, I'm gonna see if I can get close to two hours, even though I hadn't said that to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big stress on me and then I was also worried about just some other kind of logistical stuff um, and yeah. yeah all those things meant that I was really really fucking relieved when it was over <laughs> yeah because I'd spent I'd spent a good third of it feeling quite uncomfortable um, yeah but it was it was fine. It was fine. It wasn't as uncomfortable as the 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 legendary yeah, the legendary two hundred two. Mm. Yeah, it's not as bad as that. I did it in two hundred six. So yeah, it's fine. Um, but which I think was very close to Berlin time. But Berlin, I would definitely felt more comfortable running that one. And I don't again. But Berlin, I was on my own with you, so the mm-hmm. stress and strain was was very focused to just the two of us. And I knew that you were just going to be there waiting at the end, and it was fine. Um, yes, it was quite chill, wasn't it? It did all feel chill. quite chill. 
Yeah. yeah, I do get you. I think I... Isn't it so weird, our different psychologies? Because I think that was what buoyed me around massively. And I know, mm. same for you. I know that's not to say that it... Like We both had an incredible time and it was so brilliant having the pod squad. Oh, it but was. Yeah, I amazing. Think, I think I struggle more without support or without other people there because yeah. I... Maybe again, it's the different brain types that I don't think... Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm not too, I definitely, I, I mean, I completely relate to you and uh, most of my worries are, and is this person going to be here and are they going to get on with this person and what happens if they go, those oh are most God, of my yeah. worries too. But yeah. um, I think when it comes to something like a race, I just felt like we all were, um, like, I think I would have struggled more without, basically. I think I would have had all of those yes. same feelings of finding it very, very difficult because physically, I think you push yourself massively physically when you're doing a race mine is often massively mentally that I'm pushing myself and yeah. so if I if there are other people to talk to or other people sending messages of support or then I don't have a chance for that saboteur to come in and go yeah oh just stop oh just oh you're doing rubbishly oh just walk oh why are you even bothering your rubbish kind of thing um yeah. whereas I think yeah maybe maybe the sort of it's it's a bit the opposite whereas your your brain is strong with that and you're like let's go let's do this and when thoughts of other people that you're worried about or other things that you can't control in quite that same way start to come yeah. in and then it's like oh and yes, your brain exactly takes that. up so much of your bloody energy as as yes. Josie told us on Saturday night that your brain sucks up about 25 percent of whatever's you're putting in yeah, there it's bollocks. something like that it's, it's like from my entire life I have been told that women are good at multitasking and I feel like now where I'm seconds away from turning 50 I've realized that I am shit at multitasking which is why I have to write lists all mm. the time so that I remember mm. to do all the things in my head because my head is a little explosion of to do things Mm. Um, all, all of which need to be categorized in my I can't just have one list I have to have three every day there are three different lists three things that I need to sort of tick off and I don't necessarily tick them all off but I do need to write them all down and so when I'm running a race what I really want to do is to think about me running that race and when mm. I did mat the London Marathon all I thought about was running that race and that's yeah. why it was a comfortable day for me on at Paris, 
I just wanted it to be over and done with so that my head could move on to the next thing that we needed to think about. Which was and recording I mean, the podcast, making sure everyone was all right. Yes, mm. making sure that everyone was okay. And I also realised, and I do wonder, maybe I'm just... Um, right, I would love to know if anyone listening to this is the same as me because I would... Sometimes I do wonder if I'm just on my own being weird because there was also a point at which I finished the race. I knew that there was no one around me. There was no like pod squatters coming in at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, or I didn't think they were. Um, I certainly couldn't. It was so busy, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was then, then I could follow you. So I had, I, I could check where you were. And I knew that you weren't, because you started so much later. Yeah. Um, and you'd been held up in the pen. I could see when you were coming in and I could see I had a, a, a space of time. So I was like, right. Yeah. And I went back to the hotel and I hid I had a shower, got changed, and then I ducked across the road to that bistro, which I think I've said this already, mm-hmm. but I found a little table that was completely hidden so that I wouldn't be seen. I didn't realise I was doing that. And you wanted and that, that little sort of bit of, yeah. I wanted a moment, I, and I, it was definitely a brain decompress. It was mm-hmm. like, I can't speak to anyone right now. So I've done my race. Let me just mull this over and look at shite on Instagram, probably looking at kittens being cute or something yeah. like that. Um, and I just sort of sat there for about half an hour. And then I saw some pod squatters and then felt able to leap up. And um, yeah. And make sure they're all all right. And yeah. Whereas I yeah. think that's so interesting because I think I had the opposite where I think I couldn't imagine anything worse for me because I think I would feel quite mm. flat. I think I would yeah. maybe have even a little cry because I would kind of go, oh, what was all that for? And where, what, you know, what am I doing now? And I would sort of feel a little bit like my my string had been cut and I was just a sort of floating balloon. Yeah. I think it, I think, thank goodness. We then I think we both had really good experiences for us in terms of our finishing yes. because I yeah. finished with a bunch of other pod, pod squatters and it was lovely because then we could just go back to the hotel together. I didn't have to worry about where the hotel was. I was just happily being led by Kate. And Alison actually also knew where we were going. And um, we were just like chatting away and we were on a bit of a high. And later in the day came my moment when I needed, when I went and had a quick, quick shower and I needed to, and then before we went out for dinner, quickly got changed and just five minutes to go, okay, okay because it had been lots and lots of things that had happened really. And I, similarly, I just needed to sort of process and then move on to the next one. But yeah. um, I think, yeah, not much to say about that other than the fact that our brains are different and isn't are that different. lovely. It is. Uh, yeah. And I, de- I definitely felt like that moment in that bistro, having that baguette, which was bloody delicious, was it felt like I had been depleted and that... Mm that perked me right up both the food both the kind of nourishment and the solitariness and I think perhaps it's just I'm just probably a classic introvert I probably just need that bit of time on my own to kind of think right I'm, now I'm ready to face the world again and actually kind of talk and be sociable like a normal person yeah completely that, isn't it? Yeah, I think I get it too. I don't think, I think I'm definitely extroverted. So I, I get my energy from being around other people, but I do think that that being said, I find um, making sure everybody's had a lovely day very tiring. And I I was saying (laughs) this with Doug yesterday that when I had my bloody coming full circle to the circle to the cooker breaking, and he was like, I'll just sit down you and and have a 
you know, have a moment, you'll be okay. And I, yeah. I was, I went on strike a little bit then and I went, right, well, you can sort out ordering us some food and you decide what it is. I don't care, just something to eat then because I'm starving now and I don't want to think about it anymore. I've had such, I've had a really tiring day. And he was like, you've been relaxing all day, babes. <laughs> and I was like, oh God, I don't even realize that I have, I've had a lush day. It's been so chilled. I've been hanging out with friends, but yeah. I've been thinking all day, as I'm sure we all do a bit, about oh is everyone all right and has everyone got something to eat and has everyone had a coffee this morning and when what are we doing next will it be something that everybody will all enjoy and 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 I think I don't even realize the sort of emotional toll that that has so I think I definitely relate to you in that sense that I need the time to kind of go and breathe a little bit and not feel responsible for anybody for a little bit yeah um yeah but I think mine comes from wanting to be the best possible crack and sort of like, you know, having things organized, making sure that everybody's always going to be having the time of their life 24-7 around me, which I yeah. know really is something I should probably go back to therapy for. <laughs> that's not possible. What am I doing? <laughs> oh, well, I, all I can say is that I am now, because of definitely because of kind of things that I've read this morning and because of this conversation, I am, I am so, so, so looking forward to my taper, which is going to be in about three or four weeks time. I can't Mm. remember how long I'm not even going to look on the calendar because I love the taper because that is like, just, just do less and eat more. I was like, yeah, I can do that. I can really do that. Oh yeah. That's been me this last week. Yeah. And And it's um, not even a taper. Well, it's a recovery period. Recovery paper. Then then the following two weeks after the marathon, I plan to do exactly the same same thing. thing. Good. That's a really good way of thinking about it, actually. That's really put it in perspective that that bit after your race should also kind of be another taper in itself. It's like... Yeah, for sure. I mean, you could taper upwards if you wanted to, but I mean... I don't I suppose that's I think, more what it is isn't it it's it's a bit yeah. it's the it's an opposite to taper where it's like build yourself back up to something because yeah. going straight into you know bonkers you know well it's, yeah. it's all relative what's bonkers for each individual person but for me that would yeah. be going back into like running three times a week again and um I need time I also need time to love running again because yes it's such a thing like at Paris half I was lucky and that I had a really good race so I I, I'm not finding it too difficult to imagine myself running again but Mm. when you've had a tough race like the bath half I really enjoyed it but I did find the last couple of miles really really tough yeah and afterwards I felt quite sick and I was tired and all the things I've been looking forward to like my bowl of chips and my glass of wine I couldn't really enjoy them because I was a bit like and actually it took me a while to get and then you you know you're potentially in pain for the next couple of days you've got you've got broomstick legs that I think you need that period sometimes to be like to miss running a little bit and to be like oh I'm really looking forward to going going for a run again I need that And then I genuinely yeah. feel that way rather than like, oh, back to the bloody grindstone. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. To, to bring a bit of joy back into that. I forgot to say, actually, because you've just reminded me, that the other thing that happened to me when I finished my 16 miler and allowed myself the gentle walk back up the hill to go home is that I was almost sick. <gasps> so, yeah, which I 
don't discount has something to do with half a bottle of Savvy B plus glass of Prosecco and stuff. Yeah. There's genuinely a bit, I was walking up, the, so um, it's a real unfortunate bit because I, where I live is on a hill and I always, in order to get home from wherever I am, I have to go up a hill and the walking up a hill after you've finished a hard run can sometimes be like, you know, the straw sort of thing. But anyway, so I was walking up this hill and there were two people coming towards me walking down the hill and I genuinely was at that point searching around for where I could puke without them seeing me. And there mm. was nowhere. And I didn't. And it passed. But it was a real like a proper hot, cold wave. Yeah. Of like, oh, God. Here oh, we go, no. Here we go. So and I, I'm sure that was booze related. I'm sure if I went and did a food diary, there was probably some bad things, bad choices in there somewhere. But weirdly, then on Sunday, um, this does have relevance. So this was Saturday morning that I did the long run. Mm -hmm. Sunday took no, no shit. I did the run on Saturday, um, and then Saturday our early afternoon took the kids swimming, and Ted puked in the swimming pool changing room. So the oh Esther, there's a bug going around. Bug winter going vomiting, around. winter vomiting. Blame it on winter vomiting. Well, I normally have a very very like cast iron stomach. And mm. it, she says touching wood. I no normally it's I'm I'm pretty kind of solid in that department. And oh, I've got as you know, as with most of my sort of various thing, I, I'm on I'm constantly on the brink. <laughs> I'm a woman on the edge. <laughs> woman on the edge. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm usually fine. You're and pretty good, family, yeah. As a family, we're pretty good. So this was a real shock because the last time that Ted threw up, I think, was two years ago. Aww. And, and I, I think in in total, he's he's thrown up less than five times in his life. So it was so a real like. So yeah, he was really shocked. Felix, Felix would sit next to him in the car because she was so terrified it was going to happen again. Um, oh, and that it was just, me in a yeah. school trip once. No one would sit next oh, to me because I've been sick. No. Oh <gasps> yeah. Have I told you about so that I time where I got I food poisoning? And did I did I tell you about my food poisoning in Corfu, where I made a whole coach throw up? <laughs> we were literally talking about that. I don't think you've told me on, we were, on, we? on the podcast, but you've told me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I had food poisoning from some kind of dirty jam, um, not a euphemism, and um, <laughs> puked puked on the bus down into Corfu town. I was probably about 11 or 12, I think. And then my brother puked oh. next to me. Then the woman behind us puked and then her baby puked. And then there was a kind of, it Puke. was a sort of... Pukes can wave. Stephen King-esque. Oh, dear. puke fest. Yeah, oh, really no. <laughs> um, well, normally, normally sterner stuff. But I didn't actually puke on Saturday morning. But I do well wonder done. if there was a bit of a, a buggy thing going I'm on. I'm sure there was. I think that's, you know, same with me, like with my with my bod um mm. i do i wouldn't have been surprised if i'd have been having a horrible time in the loo um with with all of the dairy that i ate because i never quite learned <laughs> lots of people have said very kind advice about about not eating too much dairy <laughs> the advice kind of like don't eat and, dairy <laughs> yeah basically and this weekend i've just thrown caution to the wind and i've loved every second bit i'm not going to lie um, there we go. so it's been worth it but i think mm. um I do also feel like, you know, you're bored, don't you? And similarly, yeah. I felt like this morning and still continuing to gurgle away, to be honest. It's, <laughs> it's not just gone. when I've gone to the toilet, it's not been very pleasant. It's like, yeah. 
I feel like there's a little bit of something, something going on there. I blame Lex. Yeah. I like to blame Lex because she yeah. works in a primary school. So I like to oh, go, yeah. oh, well, what have you brought me this time? And Oh, she's just covered in it, isn't she? Yeah. 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 yeah bless her. Yeah. Though she's made of such <laughs> strong stuff. She doesn't even notice, really. So she's that she's flinging germs she out. She flings germs out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I did have quite a lot of letters, but should I save them for Yay. next time? No, no, no. Do let's do, do some. Let's do some. Yeah. Okay, cool. They're mainly lovely shout outs. I just wanted to shout out um well Erica, um, because mm-hmm. it also came with a little bit of extra advice. So she couldn't Ooh. join us in Paris. Um, she's based in the US, but she has just instead done her first ever trail marathon. Um, Ooh, yeah. And she, Esther, I thought this sounded like your idea of hell. She had decided to <laughs> camp the night before um, oh. because it was on an island, Catalina Island, which I think is off the coast of somewhere in California then. Um, mm-hmm. But um, she said that hotels were really expensive, so she decided to camp on the island. And it rained and rained and rained. And she was really <sighs> anxious to start with because of the fact that she was camping in this yeah awful rain and it was the night before this her first ever big trail marathon and so she was really really nervous about it but she just listened to the pod episode where you were talking about that night before thing and the fact that the bit that is the really important thing is your um either way that you the way that you're kind of building up your training and your sleep and stuff beforehand rather than necessarily yeah. that night before. And yeah, the it's the week before, the week before. Yeah, that's the big Yeah, the, big the week thing, before is it? the yeah. big deal. And that the night before, yeah. many, many a, a runner has had about two hours sleep or <laughs> been sort of chewing their nails all night long or something and has been yeah. fine. Though big advice for that moving forward. And also, first, yeah. first of all, massive congratulations. She successfully ran the marathon and she nailed it. Bloody um, hell. So shout out to you, Erica. But also... Just on that note, I really found Josie's advice massively helpful this time round. Um, so lovely Josie Perry, who came with us to Paris, she yeah. told us about breathing in a color and breathing out another color. Yes, I, really I love that. This, have we? Yeah, I, no, we haven't. I, I thought that was have. amazing. It was so good. Um, we all yeah. talked about it quite a lot over the course of the weekend, actually. So I think quite a few people found it useful that yeah. I don't like breathing exercises to try and get me to sleep as a whole or to try and no. get me to calm down because a lot of my anxiety comes from thinking my brain just thinks it's too far too clever for any of that. And it's like, well, actually, what if you really are not breathing properly at all and you're about to give yourself a horrible heart attack or faint or something it, it sort of tries yeah. to it's constantly talking at me when I'm trying to do them and so yes. I find it really I, difficult I thoroughly agree I thoroughly because I, I think breathing exercises make me more anxious and so yeah. when I'm lying in bed trying to do them I can feel my heart rate go up yeah rather than the other way and then it's yeah. much more difficult to breathe I'm exactly the same but this one was mm. really helpful if you are in that position of night before and it meant that I think I got probably the best night's sleep I've had before a race ever in my life I conked <laughs> out the night before Paris and I was fine um, because I was thinking about um, this, yeah, this idea of you're sort of breathing in a colour for four beats. Yeah. And then you're breathing out another colour for colour. six. Yeah. yeah. So you can breathe in, you, so through your nose you breathe in pink and then you breathe out blue or something like that. But yeah, choose like your, your favourite colour. Yeah. Um, 
it was oh, sorry, really, yeah. really helpful. It was, yeah, yeah, no, 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 you're right. I think it was four in four through your nose, out six through your mouth. That's and that, yeah, you were a different colour in, different colour out. And I found that so helpful. I think we both did a bit yeah. of that. Oh, it was, I thought it was amazing. And it was so much, it was different and better than other breathing exercises that I've done where it's been like in for a count, hold for a count and then out. Mm. The in, hold, out, I can't do that because that, that, that makes me panic panicky. and I have to breathe, yeah, I have yeah. to breathe more like more rapidly than I would do if I wasn't doing the breathing exercise totally (laughs) you know but just having to go in and out it was lovely and it actually reminded me of like um prenatal stuff that I was doing when I was pregnant so there was quite a lot of yogic breathing that was that sort of thing where it's just in through your nose and out through your mouth Mm -hmm. um golden thread breathing I believe it was called oh yes 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 Um, I've heard of that yeah, that's, yeah, that's really good. I, I nice. think that's really good. I think it's, um, yeah, that's that's a good, another good thing to bear in mind, isn't it? That like holding breath or um, I know what it's trying to do, but it just doesn't work when you're already panicking, I find, for yeah. me. And so, same for you, it sounds like. And yeah, I think um, breathing in less than you're breathing out is really good because yes. when I'm anxious, I try to take great gulps. And another sign I always have is I start yawning. Um, like mm. I'm trying to take in more oxygen because my body's going into panic mode and thinks it needs more, which it doesn't. Uh, if you really needed more oxygen in your body, then you would know about it. Um, yeah. your, it's just a natural reaction and a natural panic. And, um, so I really liked that it was breathe in for four out for six because yes. it really forces you to take a little bit more time to breathe out the stuff that's in your body because likelihood is you've kind of gulped quite a lot in in your in your nerves yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah and the colors just oh. a great distraction isn't it as well it's like great distraction and yeah. I was just, I spent me ages trying to pick my colors I was like well me too and I'm trying to <laughs> imagine them and I was like mm, am I minus sort of little puffs of puffs of smoke I wonder what esters are like I wonder what the <laughs> what other people in the pod squad are thinking I wonder what their colors are and it's, it was it was really really good wasn't it it's good isn't it? yeah mm. yeah I loved it I loved that bit of advice I thought it was wonderful so good. I, also, do you know, the other thing she said that I thought was really good and I didn't do and I wish I'd done, but I was so in my little panicky thing and that would have been perfect for it. Standing in the pen, she said, if you're really, really anxious and panic, just mm. turn around in a circle. Do you remember? She said, just, just she turn did. Around. It's and like I a kind like, of reset, isn't it? A reset. Yeah. So just turn around, see where you are, look at everyone else and then back to the beginning again. Yeah. And, like, and I think she was talking about our kind of tunnel vision that we get when we're anxious as well, wasn't she? And that kind of allows you to widen your perspective again. Yes. That's really good for you too. Oh, so clever. So bloody wise. She was amazing. She was very wise. But yeah, I think I can't remember how much of that stuff we've talked about on on the pod, but that was, you know, we all found that really useful and it's lovely to be Mm -hmm. able to pass on that knowledge secondhand because it was so we were so grateful yeah. for it um, we certainly were, yeah. I can't even remember whether we talked about um what we talked about in terms of night before mate when did we make mm. the discovery of did you did you make that discovery on the podcast or is that something that you told me over the weekend about the week before being the important bit because maybe uh, Eric was just talking we were talking about getting not drinking yeah. alcohol and getting lots of sleep in that week yeah I think I think, it, I think we had talked about that haven't we we have talked about it yeah yeah and I think it is it is something that I have to remind myself about a lot particularly with marathon mm. where I was I it was super super stressed lying in bed I didn't sleep 
a wink before the London Marathon. No. But I did. I really, really had to remind myself, actually, the quality of my sleep in the week leading up to it was really good. I'd not drunk any booze. Mm. I'd been eating loads and loads of pasta. Everything was fine. Everything, you know, and actually on the day it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, in, I think because you're in that mode, aren't you? It's like, it's amazing mm. what bodies can do at the end of the day when they're under stress. And I know. Like, you're in that sort of survival mode and you can totally do it my mum always used to say um to me as well when I would struggle to fall asleep and I was like worried about having school or something the next day that I was nervous about um was she used to say well resting lying there and resting is still much better than anything else so even though it can feel tempting to kind of get up and start pacing and being worried or or do some work or do you know whatever else you're thinking oh I can't sleep this is pointless um that lying there and just trying to rest your body even if you can't manage to fall asleep doing it is still beneficial absolutely Mm. I was thinking about that this week because um it's it's a it's a line and a method of thought that I have remembered from reading a really shit novel in my teens, which was called Valley of the Dolls. Have you ever read that? I've heard of it. Oh my God, it's an absolute classic. It's a classic American thick shit novel. Oh, about... I, want, I want it immediately. It's so bad. It's a real airport novel, mm-hmm. real kind of, you know, but if you ever get a copy, it's bound to be massively well-thumbed, um, kind of, uh, and I, I think I think it's kind of movie stars in the 1950s and 1960s, something like that. And um, and and dolls refers to pills, so there is okay. uppers and downers and things like that. So they're taking mm-hmm. lots of pills in order to kind of perform and stuff like that. But I do remember one of the characters um, talking about lying on bed and being so like like basically off her tits. Yeah. Um, and her saying to either to herself or someone saying to her, rest is just as good as sleep. And so, yes. I'm, so <laughs> I've still got this in my head, this piece of advice from a kind of a schlock kind of, you know, crap novel from back mm-hmm. then. God, it was such a classic. Loved it. I really want to read it now. It. Oh, I think it was amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah it was I mean, a real, sex, um, drugs and advice you take with you for the rest of your life. The best book. It was wonderful. It was it's like <laughs> Jackie Collins, but times six. It was just, <laughs> it was brilliant. And like lots of kind of, you know, glamorous clothes and, you know, secretaries getting off with kind of. Ideal. Of, of MGM and, yeah, it was amazing. Very glam, brilliant very book. glam. Sort of shit book that I used to read when I was doing an English literature degree. Mm-hmm. I read all, all of Jilly Cooper when I was yeah. supposed to be reading Samuel Beckett. <laughs> My mum used to love a Jilly Cooper. Her favourite <gasps> book was called, it was called like Gaudy Knight or something like that. And it was like, it wasn't a Jilly Cooper or a Jackie, or a Jackie Collins, but it was like a similar thing that she would just read over and over yeah. again when she was like, ugh. And it was a, yeah, yeah, a very like frivolous. Yeah, you need to have like a thing that you just sort of go to that is. Oh, I needed mush because I was so like, you know, we would we were. I just remember going into a, a lecture when I was doing. I've gone into such a tangent now, but I remember going into a lecture and my lecturer trying to explain to us why the table in front of us might not actually exist, and that was all to do with kind of English. Oh, this is not a pipe theory. and all of that. Yes, stuff. it was all yeah. that sort of shit, and I sort of went back and I was like, ah. Oh! And the girl who lived next to me in halls was like, oh, just read this. And it was like the first Jilly Cooper's Riders or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I just absolutely mainlined Jilly Cooper. 
mm-hmm. for a, like a term, finished them all that she had. And then another friend said, oh, Jilly Cooper. No, 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 you don't want to do Jilly Cooper. Jackie Collins. What you want is Jackie Collins. And I, <laughs> I shifted from Jilly Cooper, which I thought was quite heavy on the sex to Jackie Collins, which is another level of filth. Yeah, I think I've done, I've never actually done a Jilly Cooper, but I have done a couple of Jackie Collins and they were filthy, yeah. Filthy, yeah, filthy. really good. <laughs> yeah, why is it so fun? It's great to have a filthy book. It's great to have one that you feel um, like you're always sort of, it's like, oh, if it gets a bit boring, oh, but there might be another sex scene in a bit, that might be quite fun. It sort of keeps going, doesn't it, through the dull bit. Keeps you going through the dull bit. That was how I feel like that's my um, Sally Rooney is my modern day that. Actually, oh, yeah. Her writing is so gorgeous. I really love her characters and I've, I love her sort of, it's so easy to sort of binge through, isn't it? Because she doesn't do yeah. any, doesn't even bother with sort of punctuation. She's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just like a sort of stream of consciousness. But yeah. that was always good for a, oh, could be a sex scene coming up. So don't give up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet so Sally Rooney, the only one that I've read of hers is uh, Conversations with Friends. Oh, that's the only one and, I um, haven't read of hers. Is that one oh, worth it? Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really good. Love Normal People um, and Love Beautiful World, Where Are You? Another great one as well. Loads of sex in both of those. So much. Brilliant. So much. Brilliant. Tick, tick, tick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what I like is if you're reading the Jackie Collins kind of bit of those sorts of books is the the different ways in which obviously they're going to be describing sex and describing the bits and pieces as well because it's always it's like love mound and oh yeah like that, isn't it? throbbing <laughs> member throbbing member oh <laughs> sally rooney would never do she a would never member. have a throbbing member no she is no. <laughs> she's it, you know that's that's i don't want to slag off jackie collins and co but no. sally no. rooney is on a slightly different level isn't she but yeah sally rooney would probably say vulva wouldn't she yes she I would think. and she would be like and no i didn't mean vagina i, I meant vulva yeah <laughs> 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 no love mounds there <laughs> no none of that thank you oh oh I just that and you know that's taken me back because I remember studying for my GCSEs in a library and instead of studying for my GCSEs I just read um oh god what were those books Mills and Boone and and Mills and Boone books which I have heard way... of those yeah oh Holly oh my god okay, so tell me all pre- pre-Jackie Collins, so Mills mm-hmm. and Boone, it's a great big kind of publishing legacy of ro- romance novels. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were churned out. People like Ghost wrote them, like they and they would churn out like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these. these oh, these really okay, like, like a hit factory kind of thing with like music or something absolutely. where it was like, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, I think there was even a template, like if you wanted to become a Mills and Boone novelist, you could sort of follow this template. But what Mills and Boone did was they colour coded their books. So uh, if you got like, and I, I don't remember all the colours, but if you if you got pink, then you would get sort of, and then she fainted gently into his arms and they got married at the end. Okay. If you got black, that was like then, oh her love duty. her love mound porn love mound <laughs> all over the shop. <laughs> so there was me at age fifteen, just basically rinsing the library of all the black copies, yeah, and just sort of, you know pretending to do my history homework, putting them and... inside a a, a pink yeah. copy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> a great idea. I remember my my sort of weird book sexual awakening would probably have been the the Fifty Shades of Grey ones, which is a bit shit and sad. <gasps> Never read like, them. Didn't you? I stole them. No. I stole them. I hope my yes, mum doesn't yes. mind me outing that they were in our our bookshelf at home, and I stole them <laughs> when I was probably about fifteen as well. Um, and I think, but I think I just remember being like. <gasps> For the whole time. <laughs> very graphic as well. Very graphic. <laughs> so graphic. Any love mounds or no? Love no, mounds? it was like, forget love mounds. It was like, yeah. you know, <laughs> anal. <laughs> oh. I, can't remember. I can't remember, but I think they were quite explicit. <laughs> but also just similarly to the Jilly Cooper Jackie Collins-esque <laughs> vibe, they were mm-hmm. gloriously badly, sorry, I'm going to slag her off, whatever her name was. They were gloriously badly written in that they were like, yeah. um, I, I don't really remember any character development. I don't remember any of the plot. Mm. I, I feel like it was struggling through the bits that weren't the sex because it was like, oh God. And she's gone mm-hmm. back to her flat and... She's making a pot noodle and it's it was all very like, okay, is she? She's got no friends. She's got no nothing else going on. They were, they, but, but I do think that they were probably, I think everyone's everyone's got to have a book they stole or borrowed from the library or something that they hid oh, in their yeah. drawer. And we're like, no, 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 I'm not. No, that's my uh, my copy of oh, God. Uh, A-Level I, I French. <laughs> yeah. I've talked on this before about Judy Bloom. So, which you haven't read either. Oh, you? yes, so, but you said that the page that it fell open on in the yes in the library that, exactly. Actually, I did see there is a there's a film coming out um, of one of her books, which was like the seminal kind of Judy Bloom, which is Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And there's a film coming Ooh. out. Now. I think it's out now. Um, but Forever is the book that all teenagers read in 1986, and it always mm-hmm. fell open at the page in which they had sex for the first time. Yeah, and that was weird. Tell you that because I don't think I've mentioned this on the pod. The weird thing there, or maybe I did, I don't know. But the weird thing there was that the main protagonist, the main guy in it, named his penis Ralph. I know. <laughs> oh my god! Was that sort so? Of- all- was it a was it a running joke or was that no? Was it very no, like seriously? Oh like god! A Which means that it, I honestly, honestly, Hall, you speak to any woman who's forty nine ish and say the name Ralph, and, and they'll just watch them laugh. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. I'm gonna do it to my mum next time I go home. Yes, see if she's okay. ready. Okay, I'll see if she's read it. Oh my god, that's very strange, isn't it? Isn't it weird? Very strange indeed. Yeah. Ralph, I'm never going to be able to look <laughs> Ralph in the eye again. Well, certainly not that one. <laughs> maybe that's whether, maybe that, no, sorry. Oh, God. We're doing loads of these today. I know, this is awful, it's isn't not it? not that one. That was very good, yeah. Esther. That was quick. This is uh, this is becoming like Bake Off in terms of innuendo, isn't it? Perhaps I know. Just... This is, I didn't realise we were going to have a smutty book episode. <laughs> here no, we are. I? I, I love here it. Here we are. I love it. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, no, I was going to say maybe that was the dawn of uh, a lot of people uh, suddenly being called Rafe. Oh, do you think? Do you reckon? Be, so, so that they wouldn't be called Ralph. Yeah. So they won't, wouldn't be so named no after all, kind of willy. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder whether, whether oh. people who were called Rafe suddenly spiked when that book came out. 
<laughs> what I what I find interesting is I cannot now remember the names of the two characters in it. Only Ralph. So, he was the main only character. Only Ralph. <laughs> he was the main <laughs> character. <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't her intention, but here we are to this oh, day. And Ralph is the only. Yeah, yeah it yeah, was memorable. Yeah, lots of those were up ingrained in my mind. <laughs> I think the um the it was a very sort of in innocent, from innocence to less so because mm. that those Fifty Shades ones were based on Twilight, weren't they? I think they were based oh, were on. They? So I think she was a big oh. fan of the Twilight books and they started as like a sort of fan fiction thing of oh. port, basically porn of, of Twilight. And then she turned yeah. them into, her, you know, created char- characters. I'm sorry. I'm being very nasty here. I'm using inverted commas. But they were basically, <laughs> there were a lot of parallels between that and Twilight. And I think she kind of, uh, you know, no vampires, but I think the characters no. were sort of quite meant to be based on similar things. Um, and Ooh. yeah, so I loved the Twilight books and I remember yeah. they also definitely were a bit of a, of a sort of sexual awakening, but that yeah. is very, they held hands and they married the end. So it was yeah. like, then when I think I heard that those books were based off it, I was like, oh, hoo, 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 and then opened them up and was like, <gasps> oh God, I wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Retrace those steps. <laughs> and you never can, can you? No, you never can. I, yeah, there are things no. that I've read that I wish had not gone into my head, particularly, yeah. I think, some of the Jackie Collins, more yeah. smittier sections, I think. Yeah. Anything anything by Judy Broom, fine. Fine. Yeah. Just period. Periods and deflowering in front of a fire. That That's, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, you know. Yeah. That was all quite good, like Twilight good. too, I suppose. Yeah, maybe a bit fine, maybe it was a bit yeah. more tame but yeah I can't really remember but yeah but, I but think, I, I, yeah when you yeah. get to Jackie Collins and it starts involving kind of inanimate objects and things yes inanimate fine. objects were involved a lot in Fifty Shades of Grey in my memory mm, not fun no not, not fun. fun not fun anymore no, losing no. you know really sort of losing the, the sexiness as well there you know maybe, maybe it should all be love mounds Maybe it should all be love mounds. Maybe that's just who yeah. we are and it's fine. And the Fifty Shades We're of Greyers in the world can be left to their own devices with inanimate objects shaped like <laughs> devices. <parrots>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll just have throbbing members and love mounds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, do let us know if you're listening to any yeah. books. Yes. Can anyone? I went automatically to a a modern day and Asian, didn't I? If you're listening to any books. And of course, if you're reading an old yellowed copy from the (laughs) rescued from the Mary Rose or something. (laughs) I want to know if anyone can possibly listen to a sexy book if they're running. Because I don't think I could. No, I don't think I could. I haven't actually listened to a sexy book in a really long time. Maybe maybe I should go away and see if I can find one. (laughs) Okay, experiment. Can you listen to a sexy book while running and, you know, it be everything feels normal, you can still concentrate and nobody knows. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody can tell. Nobody can tell. (laughs) Oh, God. Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon, because if you become a member of our cheer squad for just £6 a month, you'll get exclusive behind-the-scenes newsletters, free access to monthly live chats with me and Holly, and you can listen to our bonus Extra Mile podcasts.
go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 